1: This is ball
4: to deep center field, Ballinger twisting around, still going, he's out! At- problematic problem a white man robbing a man of color of a home run oh boy
2: Mm. dodgers are up two over the padres that's some pretty good crowd noise right there
4: yeah it fooled me yeah i was sitting there watching the game it was a great game unless you're a pods fan sorry um but that was the yelling announcer loud noise that sounded like a baseball game yeah it did it was an unbelievable number one bellinger why are you in center field and number what are you doing making plays like that Oh, the Padres are up against it. It It's a really exciting game, though.
2: So there was a debate last night. Um,
4: Oh, history making.
2: Here's my take on it. And of of pundits that I trust, to be pretty honest about it, it's either draw or Pence had a little bit better night. If you were just like dropping in from out of space, watching two people debate with no context. With context, Kamala Harris clearly won. Because at the end of the debate, nothing changed. And things have to change for Trump-Pence. And her only goal was Make no headlines that could possibly cause us problem. Correct. Her goal was not to beat him on any particular point.
4: Right, it was to walk out of there with no headlines, and she did so. Keep lying the lies the media get lets you get away with because you know you won't be challenged. On Don't so she Come did on
2: now. The, the fact that they're getting away with not answering the will you pack the Supreme Court sure is just astounding.
4: <laughs> but they are. Yeah, claiming the president praised people on both sides, specifically with the white supremacist march. It's a lie. There are all sorts of lies. But again, they're the safe lies that the media allows. And so, yeah, uh, Democrats thought she did great. Republicans thought Pence did great. Uh, from each each's point of view, they're probably right. A fly landed on his head for two minutes. Yeah,
2: two minutes and three seconds, quite famously. And Will Jeff Goldblum be on Saturday Night
3: Live this week?
2: As the fly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and the... Trump-Biden debate, which is scheduled for next week, is off currently because they're going to do a virtual debate, and Trump says, no, I'm not. There is a third debate scheduled for the next week when he would clearly be out of the woods with COVID, most likely. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe that's his angle. I want to get it down to two debates. And-
4: yeah, given the amount of early voting going on, I'm not sure I love that, uh, that gamble. Um, I think. Well, uh, again, it's tough to talk sense to Trump. Everybody knows it. Uh, I think he could come up with a very sound, very effective strategy for a uh, a virtual debate and move the needle. Here's my line for Punt,
2: Pence and Trump, or punts Punt and Trimp. Either way, um, everything you ask, you say the same thing. If the Democrats get the Senate and the presidency, they are going to end the filibuster, they are going to pack the Supreme Court, and they are going to add states to the Union. It will be the biggest change to this country in a two-year period that we've ever had. Right. And you're not going to like any of it if you lean it all to the right.
4: And as I pointed out many times, you need to explain what packing the court is, what the filibuster is, and why it matters, Jack, You know, with a brief explanation. Um, they can do anything. And the stuff they've threatened to do will ruin the country.
2: Gun laws, Green New Deal. Oh, yeah. All kinds of stuff. Schools. Boy, what could happen in schools? Who knows? They'll be back to teaching 1619 Project in schools and and all federal agencies.
4: So uh, times change. And uh, we were talking about censorship last hour and some of the differences between 20th century censorship and modern censorship. Uh, modern liberalism really, really, really likes to control you and tell you how to live your life. The newest Halloween guidelines are uh, out. Halloween guidelines? Well, not no, not guidelines. Mandates.
2: So commands. A no- so a number of people have noticed in stores that the Halloween stuff disappeared at a lot of stores? Yes. And Christmas stuff is there already. So sure. is that like your Home Depots and stuff betting that Halloween ain't going to happen? Forget it. We're not going to make any money on this.
4: Yes, that's exactly right. The uh, (laughs) Halloween sector of the economy is estimated to be down eight percent this year, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's zillions of dollars. But will kids still be trick or treating? It depends where you are, Jack. What am I going to do with my sexy mail order uh, ballot that I (laughs) costume that I just got? (laughs) Mail in ballot, not mail order.
2: You're going to dress as a sexy mail in ballot.
4: Yeah, yeah. God help (laughs) me. I pictured it. I that what can be what is seen cannot be unseen. With a hanging Chad right there oh, in the middle. Oh no, no, too much. I wish you'd run that stuff by me. Well, you know, well, what the, you know, what they call it when you don't
2: have like the extra envelope right, sure. thing it's a, it's a, naked ballot. There you go. There I you am. go. Take a look at this. You know, I, I want to get to the <laughs> what do you think about this proposition? All
4: right, when the two Come of on. you jackasses are done with your junior high gym class banter. Give me some sort of sign. I'd like to get back into the, the adult <laughs> conversation.
2: Junior high gymnasium class banter.
4: So, uh, <laughs> uh, I do, Words. I, I do want to get into the Halloween guidelines and their greater meaning. There are a couple of stories, actually quite a few stories I've assembled here that deserve only a quick mention, and I want to hit them really, really briefly. Stanford University, one of the leading universities in the nation, their new board includes a guy who has been a... Pro-Iranian regime flack in the past. He's one of the, he is the lead Mullah's lobbyists in the United States. He's now on the board of uh, Stanford. I find that interesting. Sports Illustrated with a heck of a compelling uh, piece of journalism out. 1989 USC football team. Okay.
2: Let me try to picture who might have been on that. Can I remember? Junior Seau.
4: Okay, there you go. Most notable name. They had a dozen linebackers. Five are already dead before they hit 50 years old. Wow! Yeah. And several more are not in good shape. Wow, that's something. And the article goes into a great deal of detail about uh, these kids. And they were kids. Example after example after example of um, with his parents couldn't remember if his team had won or lost that day. Back Ooh. at the dorms, had to be reminded that he'd played football that day. How, had forgotten.
2: How do you l- l- go back out and play after that or let your kid play
4: after that? Three years later, hosting a fundraiser golf tournament, sounding hammered drunk, hadn't had a drink. Um, uh, Neurological damage in, in short, just the stuff we're learning more and more about. It. It's so incredibly play, compelling. So
2: you play football that day and that night you don't know whether you won or not. Correct, yeah. Uh, With your parents
4: incredible. an hour after the game. No. Right. I would. You live I would, for wins. Mm, oh, that's something. You, 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 you're devastated by losses and you just can't even remember. Netflix, indicted And did people, by, yes? did
2: people at that time tie the head injuries to that or not?
4: Um, That's a good question. Um, I I I haven't read the entire thing. I'm trying to remember back because I played, I played a little football, then I played a lot of hockey. Um, because I just wasn't cut out for football. Um, and and it was the era of uh, rung his bell, seeing stars, right. Right. you got cobwebs, shake it off, you'll be fine in a minute, you know. And it's just you get back in there because you want to keep your position. Um, But, no, I don't think anybody really had a realization that there would be long-term damage and people would be committing suicides in horrific numbers. And they also get into the depression and the spasms of violence and the rest of it. So, Hmm. um, and then, uh, finally, uh, one more just quickie. Netflix has been indicted on criminal charges by a Texas grand jury for the Cuties film. It alleges the streaming giant promotes lewd visual material of a child because it does. Is the reason. Now, we were railing against censorship uh, last uh, last hour. And the question of pornography has vexed governments forever. What is pornography? Uh, pornography should it be allowed? Where should it be allowed? What is child pornography? Uh, is, is it pornography if the woman's actually being raped? Or is that something different? I mean there are vexing questions here but uh, a Tyler Texas uh, Tyler County Texas grand jury moved to indict Netflix for knowingly promoting visual material which quote depicts the lewd exhibitions of the genitals or pubic areas of a clothed or partially clothed child who is younger than 18 years of age at the time of visual material was created a lot younger than 18 years of age yeah they're 11 which appeals to prurient interest in sex and has no serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific mm. value. It definitely
2: is uh, uh, the prurient interest of sex part. The liter- I haven't actually watched the show. They make the argument they're trying to draw attention to this phenomenon and they think it is bad. So you get yes. into that and then, you know, now you're...
4: Well, and there's uh, the main plot is of a young Muslim girl who has been transplanted to the United States by her family, who's trying to figure out how to fit in, uh, which is obviously of some artistic value, you know, depending on how it's done. Um, although I have seen enough of the thing, it, it it makes you recoil. Oh, it does. It so sexualizes well, little girls. Where
2: did you, who are the girls that are acting in this movie? What is the deal with them and their parents? Well, as we've discussed... Mom, I got my big break, says your 11-year-old. I'm what? gonna dance like a stripper there are
4: actual competitions of girls of those ages actually going on. Yeah. And, and the filmmakers... That's an excellent point. The filmmakers said her intent was to shock, to show you what happens so you'll understand the sexualization of children. It's it's a powerful argument. Whether you buy it or not uh, is up to you. Yeah. Just wanted to, to point out the latest twist. Well, it's,
2: it, you know, it gets into the uh, here comes Honey Boo Boo or whatever her name is. <laughs> and uh, then what's the poor girl who got killed by whoever... Uh, Jean Bernard Ramsey. Um, yeah. You know, when yeah. we all learned about that stuff, and why are you dressing her up in stripper clothes and all the makeup? She's mm-hmm, a yeah. six year old. What gross. is going on here?
4: Yeah. 99% of us think you're a weirdo and an exploiter and a, sexual, a sexualizer of children, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, speaking of kids, uh, the government is going to tell you how to celebrate Halloween. And depending where you live, and with nothing to do, nothing. To do with the number of COVID deaths or cases or whatever. They're going to tell you how to live based on their political philosophy. If this doesn't bother you, it should. Armstrong and Getty. The
0: Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Guys, uh, Christmas is still a couple of months away, but it looks like the virus will make celebrating the holidays a little different this year. Check it out.
1: Santa Claus will still make an appearance at the mall this year, but don't count on hugging or touching Santa. At some malls, Santa will meet with families as he appears to sit inside a giant snow globe or behind plexiglass. Other mall operators are even offering Zoom calls instead of in-person visits. The idea to have a touchless experience with Santa.
2: Santa heard and was like If I wanted a touchless experience I'd be home with Mrs. Claus <laughs> Wow
4: Wow There's no need for that
2: Wow I like
4: that. A life-size snow globe Wait a minute, now you gets my attention
2: I like that old school joke there
4: is, uh, is still liking snow globes, uh, once one is in middle-aged, a sign of something, asking for a friend? <laughs> <laughs> I love snow globes.
2: Um, Something about the swirling. Yeah. Love the swirling. I take it. Mentioned earlier, Matt Taibbi, who we really like around here, with a good piece about uh big tech and censorship and stuff. We'll get more into that coming up. Really interesting.
4: It is perhaps the topic of our time, could honestly. Be. Definitely could be. Name a force more powerful... Than Big Tech. Mm, Maybe the Marine Corps. Yeah, might be it. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Grisham is the insufferably uh, liberal governor of uh, New Mexico. And uh, a loyal a g fan in New Mexico sent this along, and we appreciate it very much. It's the uh, CDC guidelines for a COVID-safe Halloween sent along with the special New Mexico touch. Their additional advice. And this is filed under the category of... Well, it's not inexplicable. I can explicate it for you if you'd like. Places that are run by lefties want you to stay home, batten down the hatches, curl into the fetal position, and accept their dictates. Places run by conservatives are telling you, look, you got the facts, or you should. Protect yourselves and others, be smart, go live your lives. Um, I find the paternalism of the left incredibly suffocating and insulting and annoying. But that's just me. It's the way I'm made. So here are your guidelines for a COVID-safe Halloween. High-risk activities to avoid. Traditional door-to-door trick-or-treating. You're not allowed to walk to your neighbor's house and stand on their front porch. Because you're too stupid to stand a few feet back, and they'll stand a few feet back. Even though
2: they turn on their light, they're they're welcoming me, pe- people. Right? To come no,
4: with. no, 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 no. Government says no. Trunk or treat events from the trunks of cars too dangerous, high risk. Attending crowded indoor parties, duh. Although, if mom and dad are not of high risk, or they've already had the vid, the kids are in no danger. But they might hurt Grandma. Yeah, well, we can protect Grandma without bringing the world to a halt. Indoor haunted haunted houses, too dangerous. Hay rides or tractor rides with people from outside your household, too dangerous. Out in the open air. Okay. Traveling to another community for Halloween events. Eh, wait a minute. Uh, the next thing is a big category, low-risk activities to celebrate a COVID-safe Halloween what if I travel to another community for a low-risk activity? What then? A wise and benevolent government. Here, here are things you're allowed to do by the government, Jack. Carve or decorate pumpkins with members of your household. Okay. <laughs> or with neighbors and friends at a safe distance, probably shouting distance.
2: We got a giant pumpkin this year. We grew in our own uh, garden. How? Oh, big?
4: Really big. Awesome.
2: Like this big. Holy cow! It's the biggest one I've ever had. Woo! Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to move it.
4: Jack held up his arms to indicate a size roughly the same as one of those big exercise balls people sit in, sit on rather, in the office. It's a BFP. Uh, No doubt. Decorate your house is a safe, COVID-safe Halloween activity. Uh, See, the... the,
5: Good Lord, I almost
2: swore. There are several layers of annoying here. But the idea that the government feels like they have to tell me that that it's okay for me to decorate my own home <laughs> and that's a safe activity Again, that I wouldn't know that on my own I'm
4: I'm I'm that lost in the world without your help. Today's word today's Armstrong and Getty word of the day is infantilize. Infantilize.
2: He is like a little baby. <laughs> Which
4: means you coddle someone, make decisions for them or and deny them any agency to the point where they become like an infant.
2: That was funny, Michael. <laughs>
4: Doing a Halloween scavenger hunt is okay, as long as it's outside. Having virtual Halloween costume contests is safe. What if the scavenger hunt is I'm looking for candy at my neighbor's houses? How about the headline of this be, hey, profoundly stupid people? (laughs) Because it's an incredible insult to the rest of us. But Michelle Grisham and and, and those like her don't get that. And I hate them for it. That's hate speech. I hate you. Armstrong and Getty.
3: The Armstrong and Getty
2: Show. I'll tell you what, we'll do the end of this segment. We've been doing marriage advice from Michelangelo all week long from Jerry Seinfeld's stand-up routine about
4: marriage. Our beloved Michael, board operator engineer for 20-plus years getting married this weekend.
2: Yep, three days. S- is that something. So I noticed the invitation says the wedding goes from 11 to 4.30 or whatever it is. Uh, Eleven to four, yeah. What's happening during that five-hour span? Well, you know, it's an approximate time. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, actually, it's to be very simple. We're all going to eat, have some cake, socialize, very, very easy. Kick back, dancing a little bit of dancing if you want. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not even I'm not a big time dancer. That's my You're biggest
4: not? no, that's my biggest time <laughs> I'm I planning on you challenging would. you to a dance off. That's my biggest
2: fear about this whole event is the dancing.
4: Just do not equate length of stay with seriousness of joy at your nuptials. This
2: is Joe indicating he will be leaving early. <laughs>
4: Pre-planning his Irish exit. This is explaining different sorts of people have different ways of expressing things. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think in
2: general, a bigger gift means you get to leave earlier. Isn't that the way it works? You can kind of buy your way out of the wedding by getting a bigger gift.
4: Oh, well, they
2: you know, obviously kinda like care that deeply idea. about us. Yeah,
5: wait
4: a minute. Michael's Beats on board. <laughs> this is a win-win. Well negotiated. In that case, I'll be hanging out for 19 hours. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be going home with you.
2: <laughs> Hope you all enjoy a roommate. Be standing around when it's just them and the whoever's cleaning up. Yeah. So what are our plans for later? What, what are the, you guys doing next? Where's the after party? <laughs> uh, so I've been reading from this Matt Taibbi piece. Um, he, he, we're fans of his. He's been writing for Rolling Stone forever, but now everything's on Substack. I don't even know what that means, really. Is that its own? It's a website. Okay.
4: <laughs> How does
2: he make money, though? Because I'm looking at this for free. How does anybody make money anymore? I don't understand how anybody makes money. I think
4: you money. get a certain number of freebies and or it's ad supported. Once I, I can't remember figure it out, I'll let you know. <laughs>
2: uh, but so he's he's writing based on the story from was it yesterday or day before when Facebook announced they're booting anything QAnon related off of Facebook. We won't allow it. Right. right? Because they're a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists. And Matt, Matt Taibbi, as a super lefty liberal but as he as he points out, you know, more of an old school liberal, he's he's really worried about censorship and the fact that these these big corporations are too close to the government. And when the government starts controlling what's allowed and what's not, and I'll read a little bit. We read some earlier, but will read a little uh, more from this. Um, As we've seen abroad, a relatively frictionless symbiosis can result when you've got government and these platforms together. The platforms keep making monster sums while security services, if they can wriggle inside the tent of these distributors, have an opportunity to control information in previously unheard of ways, particularly in a country like the United States which has never had a full-time federal media regulator, which I think would be a terrible idea.
4: A Lord, Uh, yeah. uh,
2: Such official leverage would represent a dramatic change in our culture. As one law professor put it to me when I first started writing about the subject two years ago, what government doesn't want to control what news you see. The sheer scale of the logistical task involved with sorting through billions of pieces of content a day on Facebook and Twitter and everything else. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, makes any hope of even-handed moderation a fantasy. Once companies go down the road of quashing, quote, harm, there are really only two possible outcomes, an ever-expanding game of speech, whack-a-mole, or a double standard. In the best-case scenario, companies like Facebook will be relying upon a combination of AI and human subject matter um, experts to answer such questions as, what is journalistically true, what is dangerous involving too much material to be uh, responsibly reviewed. Inevitably, this means relying upon the credentials of those would-be impartial judges, a problem given that many of the most reputable news agencies and authorities have themselves engaged in conspiratorial thinking, falsehoods, and deceptions. I'm glad that he says that. Because you see that all the time on cable news. Mm-hmm. Um, you're engaging in all kinds of weird conspiracy. Con- I mean, it's it's a weird conspiracy conversation you're having on MSNBC if you're starting to talk about if what if Trump doesn't leave.
4: Right. I mean, what
2: is that? you got to ban that. Take a pair of recent moderation discussions. In one, Twitter suspended an account that posted a clip of Joe Biden saying, geez, the reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. That's right. We talked about that the other day. Yeah, the
4: conservative cl- the- sites were saying, what an idiotic and, and weird and quasi-racist thing to say. We're going to feature that and send it around. It's a Joe Biden gaffe. So it became pretty popular.
2: The clip was real, but it left out context. Biden wasn't speaking about himself, but about an America that is realizing during the crisis who exactly is doing the work to keep society functioning. Publishing the clip was misleading, and I understand the logic of pulling it down. However, one could say the same thing about a hundred other recent stories that were not policed in the same way, including a similar bait-and-switch involving Melania Trump. A tape of the First Lady saying, give me an effing break, allegedly about border kids, turned out to be about something else, even opposite in context. She was actually swearing at her media critics, not children. But once sanctified by the New York Times and reporters from other major outlets, many who dumped the quote online without the context, it's unlikely to ever be pulled down. Those are two great examples. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, his ultimate point is, uh, from what we talked about earlier, the government threatened to tax Facebook and Google at a, at a certain rate if they didn't, you know, uh, go along with certain guidelines. Well, they didn't specifically say that. But Mm -hmm. it was at the same time that they were discussing the taxation. Specifically, Congress
4: issued this threat. Congress,
2: yeah. At the same time they were talking about this threat of taxation, they were talking about, you need to be more responsible. So, I mean, it was kind of clear that.
4: Yes. Well, the message was sent. Yeah. Don't need the weatherman, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. uh, So, uh, the House of Representatives says, yeah, yeah, we're thinking we need to heavily, heavily tax uh, uh, internet services and, and big tech. Uh, on a totally different topic, we could we could use your help on this project. I mean, uh, if you're an adult, you understand precisely what happened there. And Big Tech said, yeah, yeah, I think we can help you with that project. And that project is shutting down speech that Nancy Pelosi finds inconvenient. Now, that's an oversimplification, but it's it's, you know, close enough.
2: With this new non-transparent private star chamber type system, what content we do and do not see is now dependent upon upper class intellectual fashions and the whims of politicians, media employees, and executives at tech firms.
4: Yeah. Well, the difference between Matt Taibbi and a lot of the uh, the young uh, Maoists in big tech, and I talk a lot about the uh, the hardcore militants in the newsrooms that are terrifying the Barry Weisses out of their jobs, but you, you see the stories all the time. I mean, we do. We, you know, we operate pretty close to Silicon Valley as our base, but um, it, it, you see it all the time. Walk out at Google. Uh, what's the, the Spotify employees threaten walkout if they don't get to sponsor, I'm sorry, censor Joe Rogan. All sorts of stories like that all the freaking time about the young activists at whatever tech firm are going to walk out unless their will is met. Happens happens all the time. Um, and the difference between a Matt Taibbi and those people is Matt Taibbi talks about fairness and he means fairness. He means even-handedness. And and Matt and I have disagreed through the years on, on a fair number of issues, but he means fairness. He just has a different perception of it. When the young militants say fairness... They know it's a code word that will get you on their heels. It is a it is a, a strategy to grab power. They want to to knock you backward with the word fairness. Now there are some dewy eyed, uh, true believer social major, twenty one year old girls who actually think we're talking about fairness. But the the real activists, the real hardcore who are who are moving and shaking, they know the word fairness is just used to bamboozle you. Well, I don't want to come out against fairness. What kind of monster would it be about fairness? So they call their grabbing power fairness in the the same way that they they call any opposition to them racism.
2: Yeah, which fits in with this text. I was going to read a couple of texts uh, we've gotten. We get lots of texts, hundreds and hundreds of texts. But hey, fellas, keep up the great uh, content and reporting on critical race theory. Your explanations of how this is a twisted agenda is helping me navigate and deal with it as I'm exposed to CRT listening sessions in my own workplace.
4: Yeah. Love the humor of
2: the show. Keeps me
4: sane. Man, that's Struggle a, sessions straight out of Maoist China. That's
2: a heck of a thing. Where you work, you, you're made to go into a room and listen to just racist crap. Yeah. And you've got no choice but to put up with it if you want to keep your job.
4: Wow. And and, and again, the real tragedy of it is is shoved aside serious... Discussion of America's history of racism and some of the outcomes of it that maybe we could do a better job of dealing with. it. You have Marxists who are pushing this extremist point of view and, and everybody's either cowed into silence or going long, and so there's no serious discussion of you know redlining. Oh, by the way, FDR. We were talking about FDR earlier. FDR was the originator of redlining, of drawing lines around neighborhoods where banks uh, probably shouldn't lend money, and it was the black neighborhoods, the great FDR. Uh, but the, the, uh, the legacy of that's worth considering. Let's take a look at it. Let's talk about it. But no, now the, the madmen of critical race theory are trying to separate everybody into their angry divided racial camps. Like it's Nazi fricking Germany.
2: We got some comments on the debate. Maybe we can get to those later, uh, specifically around whether Kamala Harris was a hero to women or annoying to
4: women. All I know is it was so exciting and action-packed. I I kept having to pause it to catch my breath.
2: (laughs) But first, as we've been doing all week long, Jerry Seinfeld's new stand-up special on Netflix, he's got a lot about uh, marriage in there, and we thought it would be good to dip into it a little all week long. Advice for Michael as he's getting married this weekend.
5: You single guys here tonight looking at me, hey, Jerry, what if I want to be a married guy like you? What do I got to have if I want to be a married guy? I'll tell you what you got to have. You better have some answers, buddy. You better have some answers for that woman. <laughs> Women have a lot of questions. Their brains are strong, active, and on high alert at all times. You're sleeping. She's researching. Being married is like being on a game show, and you're always in the lightning round. <laughs> I went out and bought a game show podium. I set it up in my living room. I wake up in the morning. I stand behind the podium, try and answer all my wife's questions, and get on with the goddamn day. <laughs> I got a hand-button clicker. I'll take movies I think we saw together for 200 (laughs) My wife, of course, is the returning champion from last week. I'll take details of a 10-minute conversation we had at 3 o'clock in the morning eight years ago. (laughs) And I would like to bet everything I have on that, Alex. (laughs) I'm going for the win right here. The husband, of course, never has a clue. I'm sorry, sir. You did not win the weekend sex package Uh or the guilt-free televised sporting event. Thank you for playing. Are you even listening to me? (laughs) And don't forget to take that big bag of garbage with you on your way out of the studio. There you go.
2: Jerry Seinfeld. He's a comedian. (laughs) Um, uh, As I said earlier about the debate, I... It all depends on what your view was going in. Your person interrupting is just stopping the lying. Uh, the other Standing pers- up for the truth. The other person interrupting is annoying and getting in the way. Uh, I'm I'm talking over here. We got some texts on uh, the, how Kamala Harris' interrupting came off, among other things. What are your thoughts? Our text line, four one five two nine five
0: 295 Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. On the issue of jobs, Senator Harris. Let's talk about that. You, the, the vice president earlier referred to, as part of it, it, what he thinks is an accomplishment, um, the, the president's trade war with China. You lost that trade war. You lost it. Vice President Pence, let me
2: give you just 15 seconds to respond. Well, I, I'd love to respond. Look, um, lost the trade war with China, Joe Biden never fought it. Well, I think Jean made the point. This was the first debate of the 2024 cycle. It was probably and even if the vice president said one turn and and Harris runs she's not going to run on the post. It's going to be a vigorous contest on the democratic side also. I thought she helped herself more for 2024 than Pence helped himself. But I did I did view this as the first debate of the 2024 primary cycle. And I think that the two of them and the two staffs probably viewed it the same way. You have to be conscious of 2024 because they're sizing these
1: people up already. It's, I hate to say that, but that's politics. You always look into the next one.
2: Hmm,
4: sure. Farm team. Um, Et
2: cetera. I, I don't know why either one of them would be the candidate. um. But
4: I find that the she virtual was connection she there neutralized Carvel's twang. I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> As you point out regularly, she
2: never even made it to Iowa. She didn't even stick around for the first contest. She was, no, she to was of it.
4: forced to drop out before they even voted in Iowa.
2: Among Democrats. I'm not talking about all the people on the right who can't stand her. I and obviously, if you don't like her, it's because she's black and a woman. You can't stand a black woman being in power. Certainly not. Or and she's, Indian
4: Americans? Oh, I really hate that. Or
2: she's just annoying. But Democrats didn't like her. They didn't right. like her so much, she didn't think she could even finish in the top four
4: that in leading, Iowa, so she got out. That leading light of American eloquence, Tulsi Gabbard, pantsed her in a debate. We have that clip, but it's a little longish.
2: Um, We got this text because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some women are saying it was so nice to see because... Uh, Kamala Harris was standing up for every woman who had to deal with a, a white man mansplaining to them in a meeting or something like that. Uh, can I just say as a woman that Harris's condescending smile as she waits to answer a question or when she acts like an annoyed school teacher I'm speaking is so irritating. She's the girl who acts like she likes you with a fake smile and then stabs you in the back. One woman's opinion.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I try really hard to be fair. If uh, if a man would have said, hey, don't interrupt me, I'm talking, then it's perfectly fine for a woman to do the same thing and not be called a, a B-word or, or whatever else. And I was thinking about if your opponent is saying something ridiculous, and Kamala repeated the same old phony saws that the media lets them get away with all the time, these half truths and non truths about, for instance, the Trump tax cut just benefited the rich, which got four friggin' Pinocchios in the Washington Post. Why Mike Pence doesn't know that and didn't say it, I don't know. Uh, but as she you know, repeats that, how are you supposed to react on the split screen? Because you're aware that you're on a split screen. Do you go with a sad smile and shaking of the head? Do you smirk and roll your eyes? Do you point or listen to that idiot? Um, well, how do you react? What's the effective way the, I to think do it? I
2: think the best way to do it is like Biden would do, and I think a lot of politicians do. You just do the big smile. <laughs> the really big smile.
4: As if that's such a whopper? Oh, come on. I can't even get angry at that. It's so right. That's I, pretty good.
2: I think that's the, the only option you got.
4: How about the tight smile with the shaking head? <laughs> 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 no? No. I'm, I I'm trying it out
2: in studio. Since I was a child, I've never been able to stand the style of speaking. The American people want a job. And we're going to... That kind of speaking, I just can't listen to it. I can't hear what you're saying.
4: Yeah, Pence is a little heavy on that.
2: Well, and every politician has been. John Kerry talked that way. All politicians talked that way forever, really, until yeah. Trump came along. I just... I, please, why do you talk that Do you go to a special politician's school to learn? Al Gore, we are going to take greenhouse you know i just ah why who told you to, that you have to speak that way to be heard mm. weird yeah i know um our
4: gecko it's does, probably a vestige of oh wait gecko news sorry i'll get the heck out of the way so my eight-year-old's gecko
2: escaped i mentioned that yesterday on the show eh, escaped i left the cage open um you escape if it was you, a
4: trap it was a sting yeah
2: <laughs> He's in the room somewhere. We think he's too big to fit under the door, so we think he's in the room somewhere, but couldn't find him. I looked a lot yesterday, but they sleep during the day, so he could have been, you know, snoozing anywhere in a tight space, and I'm really worried about, like, moving stuff around, because I don't want to squish him. No. Um, No, you don't. Couldn't find him yesterday. Left the crickets out to where, like, I thought maybe he'd hear him and... Come over there. I like that plot. So now you got a cricket infestation. Yes, because the crickets got out, so there are crickets everywhere. You open the door, there's crickets everywhere and no gecko. (laughs) And now he can eat anywhere, so there's no reason for him to come out because there's a a buffet in the room.
4: uh, Dear Donnery, I have found myself to a wonderland full of crickets.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I hope we find him. Uh, I've heard from several people say, oh, yeah, they get out and you always find him in the windowsill or someplace trying to get warm. Yes. That's my theory. My son's going to be devastated if something happens. Oh, man. If you got any theories on how to catch one of these beasts when they get loose, how to lure them in. Of course it's not gonna you can't lure them with food when you got crickets all over the place. And I mean all over the place.
4: You know, here's how you reassure your son. You tell him, listen, Geki wanted to be free, and we did a poor job of imprisoning him. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that probably wouldn't help. Let me <laughs> let me think about this.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.
3: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here.